Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marine Menu Cherry Show. It's Thursday. It's noon here in Seattle. 61 degrees. Is that what you said, Eric? That's what I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's getting nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've got sandals on and a tank top, but I have a sweater on top of it all because it's just a little chilly You just got to be prepared. It's still spring. We're having a little cool weather, a little <laughs> okay. warm weather. You know. so notice Weekend's how, supposed to be nice. Oh, I know. That's so exciting. Notice how you're more optimistic. I'm usually the optimistic <laughs> one, and here you are being optimistic about our weather, so that's very exciting. On Thursdays, I interview people um, yes. from everywhere, it seems like, which is really fun and and a blessing. We get to hear, they people get to listen to other people's thoughts, not just mine, right? Which is always a nice thing. Too. Well, it's always nice to mix it up. <laughs> just like the weather. Up. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, just like the weather. And today we have one of my favorite guests, Dr. Alan Geddes. Who's calling from New York where they're having a heat wave. Yeah. He said it's 100 degrees there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Toasty. Well, so we could fly to New York and get warmed up for a couple of days and then fly home. At when I've done that, Have and when you? you do, when you come back, you really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you really appreciate the Northwest. It's so, like, oh, Dr. Geddes might be getting some visitors over the weekend, right? <laughs> we might be just landing on his doorstep, right? Um, for those of you who haven't had the pleasure of listening to Doctor's Dr. Geddes's wise words, um, I'm just going to tell you a few wonderful things about him. He's an author. He's published several books. Um, one of them that I'm holding right now, it's called All. It's all part of the dance, finding happiness in an upside-down world. Wonderful book, by the way. Um, Dr. Geddes um, realized in his profession, in his career, his life, that there was something missing, although he had degrees from four different universities and was schooled in psychodynamic, supportive, and cognitive behavioral therapy. There seemed to be a key ingredient that was lacking in his therapeutic approach to helping others heal and thrive. That was in 1969. Okay, that was a little while ago. When his search for the missing ingredient led him to the studies of world cultures in general and Zen in particular. As the years passed and he became steeped in stories and Zen wisdom, he knew he had uncovered an important method of helping people to get unstuck and feel happier. Yes, Dr. Alan Geddes believes wholeheartedly in the power of stories. Dr. Geddes spent two years as a Vietnam-era Army psychologist in the late 1960s. In the 1970s, he worked for seven years at a large mental health center as the chief psychologist. He's a clinical psychologist with graduate degrees from Central Michigan University, Utah State University, and Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. He's been in private practice since 1974. Thank you, Alan, for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I love having you. I actually feel calm when I'm with you on the show, by the way. Oh, that's great. That's great. And... uh... I hope I have that effect on other people. Oh, as I know. Well. I know you do. I, I figure if someone's voice can calm me down, then and I wouldn't say like I'm a super uptight person, but I just usually have about forty balls in the air. Um, so if you're calming me, um, yes, <laughs> I know that you're calming lots of people. So you love your work, is that true? Well, I always say that there's really nothing else I could think of that I would rather be doing. And uh, the, the one thing I love about being a therapist is, to me, it's always like being in therapy. So <laughs> I'm always uh, feeling like I'm working on myself when I'm trying to help other people. 
And I actually think people who work in the healing arts, um, I mean, I think that's key. You know, to, I, I know you do, obviously, from your comment to continue working on yourself. Otherwise, I always think that my clients are all going to outgrow me, which would be great. You know, I think, I mean, I think that's a good thing as well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, working on I, ourselves. I think when we get the sense that we're done, you know, like uh, we don't need any more time in the oven, we're finished products, uh, we're sort of done. You know, maybe, maybe figuratively, but also maybe literally. I mean, I think, you know, we're always works in progress. We're always cooking, we always need to get back in that oven a little bit and make sure that we're not resting on our laurels and growing stale. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I was once at a conference, uh, like a metaphysical conference, and one of the speakers who had an injury, a hip injury at the time, he was saying that he was completely healed and had done all of his work. I remember just kind of looking, I'm like, really? (laughs) And I thought, well, gosh, that would be boring, because then what else are you going to do here? Yeah, when I hear things like that, I think about the guy who spent seven years on the mountaintop and, you know, reached nirvana and then walks into the village, somebody steps on his toe and he punches him in the mouth. <laughs> you know, so we think we're done, but uh, I think when we're living in the marketplace doing it, we have families to deal with and work and all the demands of life, we're never quite done. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And so today, along with many other things that we'll discuss, and you'll give your beautiful advice to callers, because I love to hear your advice. It's very refreshing and calming and uh, useful, you know, practical and useful, is we're going to talk about how to slow down, if that's possible. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I, I guess people find me so relaxing, I, I may put them to sleep, <laughs> but I'm not sure. But uh, I do tend to speak a little slowly and... and uh, move a little slowly, and part of that is just the conscious decision. I Mm. I think kind of as a nation, we're a little bit ADD, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all over the place, and we value multitasking and getting so much accomplished, and it's wonderful to be productive, but uh, I'm very, very big on taking the time to really savor the day, you know, to slow down, to maybe make a conscious decision to unplug and the expression that I use is, can I slow dance with this day? Wow. Can I hold it close to me? Can I take it in? Wow. Can I really appreciate this day? I know it's the one and only June 9th, 2011 that I'll, I'll ever get, you know. So I, I want to make sure that I don't go through this day on automatic pilot. Oh, I, lo- I think you're going to have to remind us what you said is so beautiful, and it really did get me to connect in that way to the day, mm-hmm. rather than think about the 5,000 things that are, I'm sure oh, yeah. it's not 5,000, but, you know, that are in my head that I'm sure. kind of constantly going over. So could well, you that, just... That, that's another mm. way of slowing down, because isn't it true, just like you just said, is that our minds are always racing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going from one thing to another, and all of a sudden, you know, we, we've got 100 different thoughts competing for each other. And we don't know which one to attend to, and it seems like now we're getting behind the eight ball, we're getting a little rushed. and So I think, you know, one of the things that I would ask people to do is just an experiment. They could do it today, where when the thoughts that come through your mind that are a little bit obsessive, that create a lot of tension and worry and anxiety for you, you know, maybe themes that you struggle with that you're not enough, or you're not making enough money, or you're not enough, or 
life's unfair, no one understands me. When these typical thoughts come, to just say for the, today, say, no, thank you. Uh. You know, instead of plugging into them, instead of paying a lot of attention to them, you notice them and you say, no, thank you, not today, and you just let them go. And see how that goes for the day. That's one way of slowing down is we just make the decision to slow down mm-hmm. our mind. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to call all of us and remind us every day. What you, all, all the, I mean, of course, you're not going to do that. Um, people can also visit you on your Facebook page. You put beautiful phrases and information on your Facebook page. It's great reminders. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. And they can just go to um, Alan Geddes on Facebook and sign up and be your friend. Sure. Yeah, I love that. Well, I, I agree completely with what you you said. I told you um, before we went live that I was in Italy, and your daughter just got back from Italy. She and did. Isn't that lovely? Well, she had a wonderful time. I, I told her I haven't been there in 40 years. <laughs> and uh, can I just tell you a brief story? About yes, that? please. Uh, there were four of us, uh, my wife and myself and two dear friends, and we rented a small Fiat for the day, and we were going to look for relatives in the Alps, in a little village, and we got lost, and the fog rolled in, and we couldn't see a a thing, and we pulled over to the side of the road, and we had to sleep there overnight um, in the Fiat, and we were freezing because we didn't think we were going to be away overnight, and in the morning, we woke up, and the sun came out, and we got out of the car, and we looked, and we were less than a foot from the side of the mountain. From a cliff. No guardrail. <laughs> yeah. And we, we, we actually um, began to cry when we realized that we were a foot away from going over the cliff of the mountain and uh, maybe never to be heard from again. So I, I think, you know, there's, the, again, this idea of valuing the day, mm-hmm. you know, not taking anything for granted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel kind of blessed that 40 years later I'm able to tell the story. And for all the experiences that I've had in between. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, you know, um, I, I didn't get the pleasure. Your daughter actually was at like a gelato festival in one oh, of yeah. the cities in, in Italy, which I somehow missed that. That just sounds like so much fun. However, when I was on my way home, I was in New York and checking my email thoroughly for the first time in, you know, like 17 days. And and I read across an email, and I instantly tensed up and started worrying, and you know, I'm all stressed, and and I had to ask myself, well, do I need to be stressed at this moment? Is this necessary? And I started to imagine myself walking on cobblestone streets, <laughs> and then within a few moments, that email that had been initially alarming actually seemed to me like really amazing and insightful, and all my thoughts changed from stress to pleasure. It's a wonderful example of, of when we're able to harness our mind to work for us and against us, what we're capable of doing and feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I, we, we need you to remind us on a regular basis how to do that. So um, I'm looking forward to that. We have callers on the line. So before we go to our first break with Dr. Alan Geddes from New York, who's the author of It's All Part of the Dance, one of your books. How many books have you written now? Uh, five. Oh, amazing. And you're... I believe two of your children help you in the design of the cover of the book. Yes, they're uh, graphic designers, and uh, uh, my son is also an editor, and it's a real family affair. No kidding. What a blessing is that? What a blessing is that? So um, who do we have, Eric, on the line right now? 
Well, right now we're going to talk to Lori calling from California. Great. Hi, Lori. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. My question is, I, I have g- gone through a great deal of learning about that slowing down. And I think and I think I'm at this place where I'm almost ready to step back. Maybe it's not a conveyor belt, but to step back on and start um, start giving whatever it is that I'm here to give. And today, I realized that maybe the maybe the secret that I know that I'm not quite making clear to myself has something about bringing back in um, a piece of me that was uh, that that has felt betrayal and somehow hasn't hasn't neutralized it or hasn't um, hasn't given it a place in me that's safe and. And I think that maybe that's the piece that I need to handle before I can go forward and do this thing that I know is about, you know, creating and generating love and being a channel of happiness and joy for, for the people around me in however that work takes its form. And so I don't really know what the question is, but if there was a piece of revelation that you could give me about that, about myself, I think it'd be really helpful right now. Well, to me, uh, it sounds like you're definitely on the right track in in a couple of ways. One is that that piece that you're talking about, uh, you're not running from. You know, sometimes when there are parts of our past or our our history or ourselves that create problems, instead of looking at them and taking responsibility and trying to understand and work through, we, we can use defense mechanisms and try to deny and rationalize and not really go there. But, uh, you know, when we have shadows, uh, the best thing to do to help them to disappear is to shine light on them. You know, when you cast light on a shadow, it's the best way of of removing it. So I think for you to look at this, whatever it is, that that betrayal you mentioned, that peace, uh, and I don't know exactly uh, what that is, but... You know, to to try to bring that into the forefront and feel everything connected to it and work with that and to come to terms with it. But the other way that I see that you're on the right track is when you get less preoccupied with yourself and you realize uh, how important gratitude is and patience and kindness, and you really just try to be that kind of person, it's like sneaking in the back door of contentment and happiness. You, know, you don't have to do anything really special other than to practice those kinds of qualities. That the more that you become loving and compassionate and, and express gratitude and patience, it just begins to, to happen. So I think you're very much on the, the right track. Uh, Marie, you have anything? Oh, I, everything you said is beautiful. But what um, came to mind, Lori, while you were speaking, is you have a beautiful voice. Have you thought about doing radio? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know where to begin there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have a beautiful <laughs> voice, and um, I know that you want to give advice to people. I mean, that's what I keep getting you know, from you. And that's one way you can do it. Of course, there's blogs and you know, writing and all kinds of interesting things. But you have a beautiful voice, so something to think about. From a person who never considered ever in her life that she would do radio, ever. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't know what you're gonna, you are going. want to do until it's right in front of you like a mic, you know, or right, a book right. cover well, or something. As, as you're with that for a second, it, do you have a sense of, is it 
speaking or is it writing that's really where I should be focusing my energy right now? Yeah, I don't really get that it has to be an either or. You know, I think that whatever brings happiness to you, and it's not a logical defining as you found out in your life as you've disintegrated Mm -hmm. things from your history, that, you know, making choices about what's next isn't logic. It doesn't require a lot of logic. It's bliss, passion. And sometimes, you know, one thing follows Mm -hmm. another. Um, I began by doing so much writing, and I didn't realize that all the writing I did would lead into so much talking. You know, so a lot of my time now is spent um, doing shows or giving classes or lectures or things like that. So it's really as much about uh, speaking as it is about writing for me now, although I never imagined it would be that way. So I think whatever feels closer to your heart is probably the way for you to begin and then to see what follows, just to be open to where that leads you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we're excited for you. you. And uh, hopefully, yes, hopefully we'll get to see, hear, or feel Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is that you bring to the world. And I I think what um, Dr. Geddes said about that betrayal, I think that's fascinating. Because I think a lot of us feel betrayed in different areas of our lives. And as long as we keep that feeling, it really slows us down. Mm -hmm. So that's an exciting thing for you to work on. Yeah, exciting. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Wonderful. And we're going to take a break here. We are talking with Dr. Alan Geddes. He's a psychotherapist in New York, and he's the author of five books. One of them I'm holding today. It's all part of the dance, finding happiness in an upside down world. And we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered who you were in a past life or what you did exactly, how your life even ended? Did you know that your past lives play a pivotal role in who you are today? Come learn about your past lives at my Past Life Integration Workshop, Saturday, July 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Courtyard by Marriott on Lake Union. All of these situations don't have to replay in your current lifetime. During this day-long interactive workshop, I will share my interpretation of your past lives and offer healing techniques to serve as a catalyst for positive change in this lifetime. Sign up online at energyintuitive.com or call my office at 425-825-5671 to register. See you there. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. It's Thursday, so I get to interview a guest, one of my favorite things to do. And today we have Dr. Alan Geddes, who's a therapist in New York City, the author of many books, one of them. It's all part of the dance. And where can people get your books, Alan? Um, they are in most of the uh, major bookstores, um, also online at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or my website, which is just uh, D-R-G-E-T-T-I-S dot com, drgettis.com. Perfect. That's absolutely perfect. And so today we're, you know, besides talking many things and you answering callers' questions, um, we're talking about slowing down. Always a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. If you think about stress, stress is all about everything speeding up. I mean, our hearts speed up, our breathing rates speed up, our blood pressure goes higher, our thoughts race, you know, so everything is happening very fast when we're feeling anxiety, and, uh, you know, one of the, the, the things to learn is to how we can just, when we begin to feel that way, not miss the warning signs, but pay attention to them and learn how to slow ourselves down. Mm-hmm. You know, we could do that through breathing exercises and we could do that through our thoughts. and We could do that through just making a decision on what we're going to pay attention to and what we're not going to and so on. So I think, you know, the, the antithesis to stress or the antidote is slowing down and learning how to relax rather than to add fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think most people do the opposite? You know, like they feel they have to get more productive. And- yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we always think that we're not quite good enough, mm-hmm. you know, and that's uh, a big part due to Madison Avenue and conditioning and every commercial you see on TV, there's sort of a implicit suggestion that our lives are not quite what they should be, you know, that, and so we, we tend to think that we're missing out on and we're always trying to get somewhere else and consequently we don't feel comfortable and content with where we are. So a big part of, I think, mental health is really learning how to embrace where you are and who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than to continue to fight it and think you need to be someone else or someone better and you need to be somewhere else and more successful and more this and more that. Mm -hmm. I, I think slowing down is a very good antidote. And slowing down does not equate to laziness, you can still be ambitious. You can still have goals. It's still important to be productive, to certainly find purpose and meaning in life, but do it in a way in which you're not a genius at pinpointing everything that you're deficient in and everything that's wrong with your life. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think that's amazing. And what I have found is that once you do that, your goals actually, you have the energy, to, they happen. You know, you get better results. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because so, you're wasting less energy. Mm. You know, you're, 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 a lot of energy is wasted when we keep thinking that uh, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. anything that's unresolved zaps our attention. It's always looking for resolution. So there's always energy going toward whatever is unresolved. So if we're looking at the world and feeling this sense of things being out of place, out of whack, we need to be different, the world needs to be different, it's like there's always this 
unresolved tension, and it's zapping our energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go to the phone lines and talk to someone from your part of the world, Dr. Oh, Gaddis. And before we do that, I, I do want to give out the uh, phone number. So if folks want to call in today, they can do so at 425-373-5527. Again, that's 425-373-5527 or toll-free 877-825-8828, 877-825-8828. And yeah, we've got kind of a New York state of mind today as we <laughs> talk to Serena. Hi, Serena. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi Serena. Hi, no, it's Karina. Oh, Karina. Hi, Karina. Yes, hi. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? Good. Okay. Um, I'm concerned about two issues in my life currently. Um, the most um, pressing one is my job. I'd like to know what messages you have for me regarding that. And the other aspect is my housing situation. My job is changing face, and I would like to know, you know, what's happening, what changes are ahead for me. Um, Marie, is mm-hmm. this, this might be more of a, of a question directed uh, for you. I don't know. You're pretty dang intuitive, Dr. Geddes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll be happy to, I mean, I'm happy to, but I think you already have some thoughts, personally. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start. Wonderful. And then you could be finisher. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with your job, but if there is something going on uh, in which you are not quite satisfied or you're a little bit anxious or worried about, you know, I I think there are things like clarifying what it is that you would like to see happen at work, whether this is the job that you want to be at, that you need to reinvent, that you need to assertively kind of create for yourself if it's not quite what you're looking for or whether you're ultimately going to need to find uh, some other job that does that for you. I always always think that if it's the kind of a position that you can not dread going into and you feel that you can exercise some control and creativity there that you're, you're... you matter, you know, that you matter in that position, that you might be able to work with the position. If it's something in which you feel you're being either disrespected or you don't matter or that uh, there's no sense of meaning there for you, you know, then it, it might be helpful to begin to go back to the drawing board and think about what it is that's going to have more heart for you, what it is that is going to uh, be more meaningful for you. So I, I think uh, as far as the job situation, you know, I, for me it would be, do I look forward to going there and do I feel appreciated and am I making a contribution and do I feel I matter? Uh, if you can answer those questions affirmatively or mostly so, then you can even begin to work towards shaping it more and shaping it more to your liking. But if the answer to those questions leave you sort of uh, thinking, hmm, uh, my needs are not really being met here, then it's probably worthwhile slowly but surely transitioning to something that meets your needs better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, 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 that's perfect, actually, um, Dr. Geddes. That's just perfect because, Karina, one of the things I see is that you get excited about a job 
and maybe you haven't thought about these things, you have a really bubbly personality. People actually like you and are drawn to you, which is so lovely. And I think you get, you're welcome. I think you get all excited and they get excited, but maybe you haven't actually thought of those particular things. You know, like, do I, is there going to be a creative outlet for me? And, and Dr. Geddes really hit on that because you like to be creative and you're, you're actually quite good at taking the ball and running with it. And so if you work in a place where you're not given that freedom, I think it, you're not going to feel appreciated. So you have to think of those things before you say yes to the job. Okay. That's what I think. But what's actually going on is that my hours of being, sometimes I work one day per week or twice per day. I mean, mm-hmm. two days per week. Mm-hmm. So I'm a bit concerned where, where you know, that is concerned because I have to look for an apartment and I know that working two days a week or a day a week won't be able to assist me in paying the rent. So my concern is the hours. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of a deal breaker. You know, if you can't get enough work from your current position, then the answer is that you need, you know, if they're not willing to give you more hours and uh, commit to that, then you would need to find another job. Yeah, when they When they do studies on happiness, you know, you, we hear again and again that uh, money is not the answer to creating happiness. And to a large degree, that's true. But money is important in the sense of certainly being able to satisfy your basic needs, to be able to pay your rent and to put food on the table and to enjoy yourself by, a, you know, an occasional splurge or going here or there. Uh, so it's, it's if you are in a position and it's not enabling you to... Um, at least be able to feel secure that way, then if you can't get enough hours there, I think it is important then to find enough hours so that you at least feel like your your essential needs are being met and you don't have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, and, and I, I know that's frustrating. There's probably like energy in the, you know, in the atmosphere of, oh my gosh, there aren't enough jobs. But I think that when someone can shift their energy and feel confident that they'll get a good job and be hired, um, you know, locate one and be hired for it, then that increases the probability of that happening. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, have a good evening. Yeah, maybe you'll run into Dr. Geddes on the street. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I didn't get his full name because I'm in the New York area and I'd like to meet up with him. What's, What's his full name? Alan, A-L-A-N, Geddes, G-E-T-T-I-S. G-E-T-T? Yes, G-E-T-T-I-S. I-S, Geddes, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, do you, and what's your website? It's drgeddes.com, D-R-G-E-T-T-I-S.com. Great, I'm going to check you out. Perfect, you. perfect. Great. So before we go to another area near your home, Dr. Gaddis, we're just oh, going to take, I know, isn't that nice? Yeah. We're going to take a, a quick break, okay. and then we'll come back on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and then we'll go to New Jersey, which is very oh, exciting. Great. So um, everyone, we are enjoying Dr. Geddes. He is an author of It's All Part of the Dance and several other books, and we'll be right back. The Healing from Within, Supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. 
Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Hi, I'm Lauren Archer. I'm a hypnotherapist that helps people change their energy by changing their mind. And I'm Lorelei Spiegelman, and I am an energy healer who helps people change their mind by changing their energy. Together, we're the Soul Sirens of Seattle, and we invite you to join us on our show, Inner Spirit Medicine, Mondays at 3, right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. To find out more about us, join us at our website at soulsirens.tv. Have you ever wondered who you were in a past life? or what you did exactly, how your life even ended. Did you know that your past lives play a pivotal role in who you are today? Come learn about your past lives at my Past Life Integration Workshop, Saturday, July 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Courtyard by Marriott on Lake Union. All of these situations don't have to replay in your current lifetime. During this day-long interactive workshop, I will share my interpretation of your past lives and offer healing techniques to serve as a catalyst for positive change in this lifetime. Sign up online at energyintuitive.com or call my office at 425-825-5671 to register. See you there. Spread the word. Your favorite shows are on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We're live here in Seattle talking to one of my favorite guests. I think this is your third time on the show, Dr. Geddes. Yes. <gasps> okay, and we're, and we're keeping that going. You know, we love having you on the show. So, of course, you've agreed, and we're so happy. And so we're going to go directly to the phone lines. Who do we have, Eric? Well, we're headed back to the East Coast again to talk to Mike in New Jersey. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, that's the way we say it. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hi, Dr. Geddes, and hi, Marie. Hello. Um, well, twofold. First of all, um, I'd like to say, uh, Dr. Geddes, I've read, I think, all of your books. I have them on my shelf. Uh, each one has helped me in a different kind of way. And occasionally, I'll go back and you know search through a chapter or two and uh, help me through a different situation, you know, in life. So I, I think the books are great. Looking for your next one. If you do have a next one coming, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, the reason for my call today, actually, is I'm going through a period of time where, you know, things are just not going my way, uh, whatever that means, without going into a lot of detail. It's just one thing after another, and I assume or I guess that most of us go through periods such as this. But I'm at the point now where I'm questioning, you know, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why me? And, uh kind of a difficult time to, to break out of it. You know, I've mm-hmm. gone through books, and I've found a couple of chapters uh, mm-hmm. that have helped me out. One in particular, uh, I think Marie just talked about your last book, uh, Part of the Dance, mm-hmm. a small chapter in there called Chopsticks, and that kind of brings it back to me to help me out a little bit. But then, you know, another couple hours later, I'm back in that uh, yeah. frame of mind where why me again? Right. Uh, is there something, somehow you can set me in the right direction? Um well, 
don't take this the wrong way, Mike, but um, my initial response, and I, I, I don't mean this in any kind of condescending or dismissive way, so I hope you hear me out, sure. is why not you? Um, <laughs> it's sort of the nature of the beast. Uh, I, I remember seeing a Peanuts cartoon, I think it was, and Charlie Brown was saying something like, why me? And the booming answer came to him, and it says, nothing personal, your name just happened to come up. <laughs> so it, it it's not that hard to be happy when all is going well, when we're healthy, productive, family life you know, is smooth and loving. But if we're only happy when life is good, it's sort of like we're skating on thin ice. So Should I try and look at this as kind of a bump in the road type well, situation? I, yeah, I, I think very much um, this is something that everybody is going to probably at some point in their life say. We all get a turn. You know, There's no exemptions. No one escapes based on socioeconomic status or race or religion or anything. Life just won't unfold according to our expectations and desires. It just unfolds, you know. So external circumstances are fleeting and, and our happiness level, we're sort of vulnerable if it depends upon life always being fair or people always being reasonable or things breaking our way. So the more time that we spend thinking that life should be different than it is, uh, it sort of is hard to be okay with where we're at. And we kind of miss the present because we're so busy thinking about how uh, it's not going our way that we don't, we're not able to really see what's right there for us. I think the danger here with the why me is, is make sure that you don't create a storyline such as I'm cursed, nothing's ever going to work out for me, because when that sets in, you know, it's difficult to really be appreciative of everything. Uh, Zorba the Greek once said, we have to accept, and he called it the whole catastrophe. You know, the whole catastrophe, meaning, you know, if we're willing to accept the beauty and, and the wonderful things in life, the, the mystery, the awe, the, uh, then we have to be willing to accept the beast and illness and everything else that comes along with the territory. We can't have one without the other. So I, I would say, you know, for, for why me, the age-old wisdom is this too shall pass. You try to find your composure in the midst of the difficult times and the challenges and not yeah. think that this is always the way it's going to be and nothing's going to break your way. And, you know, commit yourself to something that's meaningful uh, to you, something something that you could really make a decision with, maybe get off the fence and go in a certain direction. And once you make a commitment, everything begins to appear a little bit differently because you've made that commitment. Yeah. And it may be that something important may begin to emerge for you and something that really gets you out of uh, that why-me frame of mind. Mm, that's just lovely. And, you know, Mike, you are such a kind person. You really are. Yeah. So I, 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 pardon? I want to thank you both, by the way. <laughs> of course, you are such a kind person, and I, I like that idea of the commitment. In, you know, like if, and I, I don't know exactly in what way Dr. Geddes meant, and probably it was somewhat open ended. You know, in terms of that, one of the yeah. things um, 
like when I'm having a challenging time as I make a commitment to go to my favorite park every morning because I know that at least for 15 minutes I'm I'm going to forget everything and I'm going to look at a red-winged blue um red-winged uh, blackbird or a blue heron or turtles and I'll I'll give my mind a break and what I also do cuz I think this might be helpful I'm hoping it will is I think um I wonder how I'll look at this whole situation when things are on the upside as a gift. Yeah. And it makes me kind of curious about, ooh, what are the gifts in this moment? I don't necessarily f- discover that <laughs> until much later down the road. <laughs> and then when things are on the upswing, then I can, I like to spend time just really appreciating those moments yeah. that I wish had just completely not been in my life years before. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I, you know, uh, listening to both of you, um, I've got a good jump start on the rest of the day already, and I can't thank you both enough. Oh, our absolute thank you, Mike. pleasure. Yes, thank Thanks. you. Have a great day. Yeah. So who do we have now, Eric? Well, we're actually got someone from our area now. We've got Jennifer from Seattle on the line. Great. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Um, this is the second time I've called in, and I just wanted to thank Marie, particularly for being so gentle with us when we call in, because it's it's um, nerve wracking. <laughs> and uh, I I have a question, and I feel kind of guilty about asking it because I've been very very fortunate. But um, I was in mortgage banking, and I've lost ninety percent of my income. I lost my house, my father, my job. Um, my boyfriend, I had a lot of losses to clean things out, and now I'm building back up in my life. And I've been super, super lucky that I've been able to survive, and I have good health and a sturdy body and wonderful, wonderful friends. But there's an element lacking in my life, and I just don't seem to get a handle on it. And what I have done to survive is to become a caregiver. So it fills my heart. I feel like I'm bringing love to situations and getting love in return, but it's not filling my crea- creativity. I feel like I'm drawing on the vine. And then whenever I try to manifest something else, I come up with roadblocks. I have to kind of sit back inside and go, okay, well, what can I do? I know that I'm not using all of me. And I'm frustrated because there's so much more that I'd like to be using than just be a caregiver. And then my hours have been cut, so I'm supplementing with house cleaning, and that's not real creative either. So I just kind of need some guidance on how to turn the corner, because I feel like there's something around the corner, but I don't know why it's not there for me to embrace. Well, I like your idea about um, turning the corner, you know, and, and you are moving like I mentioned to one of the earlier callers, you are moving in the right direction. It's obvious because you've been through so much. Uh, you've been through so many losses. You're still standing. You're still walking. You're still talking, and you're still searching. So I think that says a lot about your resiliency and your um, your interest in really leading a life of, of that you know of meaning that that you feel your creative juices would be involved in, but you've, you've gone through so much, and I think that's a wonderful start, and you've really gotten outside of yourself. You know, uh, When you have that much loss, sometimes the tendency is for the people who experience that to, to constrict. 
their lives constrict and their outlook constricts and they play it safe and uh, because they're not interested in risking and taking more chances and and so on. But I, I think you are looking to make movement, and that's why I like the idea of turning the corner. Um, and I think, the, you know, the idea for you is to keep your eyes open. Um, you, you're trying to figure this out, and you've spent a lot of time, and you're probably close. Mm-hmm. When we get these aha kinds of insights, a lot of times they're the result of all the previous months or years of thinking about the situation, and all of a sudden one day the light bulb goes off, and it seems like the answer just came to us, but it it really is a result of the groundwork that we did. So, you know, I think you've put in a lot of groundwork here, and there might be something you're a little bit on the fence about, and, and if so, you know, I would trust yourself that maybe this is a direction for you, you know, and to... The expression that I like to use when you start to get close to thinking this could be something is to up the ante a little bit, you hmm. know, to to just put a little bit more of yourself in there. Hmm. And, and you, you know, I, I think you're getting very close to that point. That's why I said keep your eyes open and be awake, hmm. because the answer is probably right around the corner, and you can. Uh, I want you to be ready for it when you when it happens. Yeah, I. I think that when we feel frustrated about something uh, in the way that um, Jennifer is, it is a sign that it is around the corner. But I loved what you said, Dr. Geddes, about upping the ante. Could you explain that just a little bit more? Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of ways to up the ante, you know, depending on what we're feeling stale with or struggling with. I mean, we could up the ante uh, physically by doing more. We can up the ante emotionally by taking a chance on ourselves or somebody else or believing more in ourselves or somebody else. Uh, we can up the ante spiritually by making a little bit of a leap or a commitment uh, in whatever direction feels good to us. I mean, there are so many ways to up the ante, you know, and to me, it's all about making a choice to, to, to live again, you know, because sometimes if we don't up the ante and we just keep same old, same old, we get the same old mm-hmm. thing day after day. Mm-hmm. So if we're not satisfied with the same thing, you know, we, we need to take a little responsibility and think, what is it that uh, I can do, you know, and where can I up the ante? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, uh, and I don't sense this uh, with our caller, but a lot of times people, instead of upping the ante, will blame, you know, they'll they'll not take responsibility. They'll think that it's uh, their lives are this way because of so-and-so or this or that, and they feel helpless. And I always say, you know, you want to be the problem in, in a lot of situations because if you're the problem, you're the solution. <laughs> it is empowering. Uh-huh. So you, you want to see your part, and, and if your life isn't going where you want, it, uh, you have nothing to lose by sort of upping the ante and taking a chance and seeing what you get. And if you fall down, okay, you know, you tried and you get up and you brush yourself off and you reorient yourself and you, 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 you know, start uh, to think about what else it, it's going to be. But at least you're, you're giving yourself that shot. And, and uh, you know, I, I've always said uh, too many people are having near-life experiences. <laughs> 
right? So you want to make sure that uh, I think upping the ante is a way of, of giving yourself a shot. And I, I think, like I said, I think uh, our caller is, is very close. I agree. Dr. Geddes, that is gorgeous, Jennifer. I, I think you're having a near-life experience, <laughs> truly. That frustration I feel because you did take charge and you you found a way to be happy amongst so much loss and you found a way to feel um, valuable as well, which is huge under those circumstances. So um, I love that near-life experience. Wonderful. I hope that all of that helps and we wish you great success and, and the discovery of more of who you are and your deep happiness. Um, could I ask one quick follow-up question? Quickly, very quickly. Okay. Um, because I did mortgage banking and I was mentally focused in the past, I feel like I should be focused more on my intuition, and I'm very intuitive. Should I be following an intuitive career-type pathway? It seems to keep popping up and popping up for me. Yeah, I, th- I think when things pop up, it's a sign and it's important to pay attention. And I would definitely not go back to banking. Not at all. It doesn't look like any fun for you. I mean, I'm proud that you stuck it out there and you did. You're very good at your work and you're very responsible. That's amazing. But, you know, you want to do things that make you happy. Yeah. And, and the intuitive thinking about that again and again, it's almost the equivalent of having a recurring dream where yeah. the same theme keeps popping up. It, it, it's very important to pay attention to that if the, if the same theme keeps emerging. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much. That's just all spot on. I appreciate both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a great day. So now thank we're going. You. Oh, you're welcome. So now we're going to head to where, Eric? Back east again to Minneapolis to talk to Tony. Great. Hi, Tony. Hey. Good afternoon to both of you. Hi, Tony. Hi. Uh, real quickly, uh, I am going through a divorce, uh, which is taking a lot longer than I thought it should. But other than that, I have uh, put my best foot forward and uh, uh, connected with a young lady who, uh, who I thought things were going well, uh, unfortunately. Uh, apparently, I'm a little bit too strong-headed and open, not, not open-minded enough. So I'm, you know, sitting back on myself as your uh, two previous callers uh, wondering, you know, uh, when do I turn that corner? How do I turn that corner? Uh, When will I know my best foot, you know, I'm taking my best foot forward? And uh, uh, this last uh, situation with the young lady, um, gosh, I thought I was, you know, setting my mind straight and unfortunately it didn't work out that way. So uh, a few questions out there that uh, I'd like to see if anybody can help me with. I, I think in some ways it would be helpful for you to regard that young lady as a teacher. You know, mm-hmm. and, and she's really uh, pointed out to you areas that would be very helpful to work on. You know, so I think uh, this, this relates to what I said earlier about your freedom and your happiness are going to be dependent upon you taking responsibility for what situations don't work out for you. In, in this sense, you know, she's really telling you uh, maybe it, to work on your patience and working on, you know, on you being more open-minded and so on. And there might be some virtue in those lessons, you know, to, to think about that and not be dismissive of it. And I don't hear you being dismissive of it. I hear you sensing that she may have been on to something. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think, uh, you know, teachers come in all shapes and forms and... Um, 
this might be a, a good way for you to work on that. And the next time you're in a situation and you feel yourself becoming patient or being closed-minded, you need to tell yourself, wait a minute, here's my opportunity. Here's my opportunity to practice, right. to practice what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And because you, you don't want it to interfere with uh, the next young lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was, I've been looking at um, your situation, Tony, and you really cared for this woman, by the way, quite a bit. And I, my sense is that you hadn't quite finished grieving your marriage. And sometimes the next person that we care about, if that person isn't the next one for us long term, they tend to help us finish that grieving process. Because getting a divorce also can, you know, it's, it's almost like euphoria in some cases. You know, of, of course, there's grief and sorrow, and then there can be freedom and, oh, my gosh, I get to date again or whatever mm-hmm. this, the situation is for someone. But sometimes that second person helps you, the person we really care about, the second next person, helps us finish that piece. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, just the sorrow of not having someone with us on a regular basis or on Sunday morning coffees or laughing at a movie theater with. You know, and, and I think that she's opened some of that for you, too. And um, I think spending some time finishing that grief, even if it's from your perception with her, because mm-hmm. I don't think that truly matters. I mean, Dr. Geddes would be more of an expert on that than I am. But um, I think that that's kind of part of this piece. Yeah, that's, that's you know, it's, it's hard. Uh, you know, divorce is hard, number one. Number two, getting to that, like you said, that dating experience again. Uh, did I ever think I'd be there again? No. Mm. Uh, not in my lifetime, at least this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the young lady I did make a connection with uh, showed me so many things. Um, as Doctor said, uh, 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 you know, uh, you didn't. She opened my eyes to so many things, and I appreciate that. And she was a great teacher, and uh, I went the, I went towards her with the feeling that uh, I would learn more, and I could have learned more. And hopefully something would develop out of that that would keep us together, you know, for the rest of this this lifetime. Unfortunately, uh, it did not. And uh, I look forward to seeing her on the street uh, and just waving at her. Ah. Uh, smiling. Oh. So, well, it sounds uh, like you're both very lucky people to care, uh, you know, to communicate well with one another. So I think that's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you so much for calling in. We're rounding out of time here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. So thank you, Tony, for calling in from, again, the East Coast. And we both wish you um, the best in your future. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. And um, Dr. Geddes, thank you for being on the show. We're not going to get to all of our callers. So we apologize for that. And thank you, Alan. I can't wait to have you again. You're wonderful. Oh, thank you, Marie. It's always my pleasure. It's great talking to you. And, and I appreciate everybody who called in today. Oh, me too. And you, they can find you. You do um, public talks in New York, and they can go to your website, Dr. Yeah, Geddes. Sure. best way is just go to drgeddes.com. Wonderful. And get some of your books because they're very helpful. I love them. And thank you again, Alan. Have a wonderful day in New York in your 100-degree temperature. We'll be here in the 60s. And um, joyful blessings. You too. Thanks. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone. Thank you until Tuesday. Bye-bye now. 